Welcome back to another edition of the Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Bristow, and this is your source, all things Kentucky High School Baseball. Today, I'm excited to bring you Coach Gino Miller, and I want to thank him as we had multiple recordings where we had phone issues, recording issues, the app just wasn't would overlap sound uh, at some points where it sounded like I was talking over him and he was able to get 99% of that out but uh, anyways I'm excited to uh, all the listeners out there to listen to what he has to talk about as far as your program culture as far as trying to outwork everybody along with his coaching background and also he finishes up the episode with an amazing way that all high school teams can be competitive with possibly the classification system which was great I couldn't agree more but uh, that being said, I also want to thank uh, Bumblebee Sports as they were at one of our booths at the convention. And Ben, Ben is one of the reps there. And I just want to give a shout out to Ben as he's been an amazing guy to work with the past few years. Great personality. You can't find a more humble dude, in my opinion. So I just want to throw a shout out to Bumblebee and uh, specifically Ben as he's been a great guy to work with and uh, they were one of our sponsors at the convention. So that being said, let's go and dive into the episode. Hey Coach Miller, how we doing today, man? Man, we're doing great. So uh, I'm excited to have you on the phone call. I know that McCracken County Baseball has been definitely one of the top programs in the state the past few years and, and I've kind of watched you and the Mustangs from afar and uh, so I'm interested to hear all things with Kraken County and the Mustangs. So can you tell us a little bit about your uh, how you got started in coaching and how you ended up in McCracken County? Well, man, thanks for uh, – first of all, thanks for having me on. And uh, the uh, my, my coaching career started in, uh, in West Tennessee at uh, – I was an assistant coach at Mumford High School and then, um, you know, had some opportunities to be the head coach at Covington High School there uh, actually in the same county and uh was able to have uh, some success there and uh, you know my wife being from paducah and being uh being able to come up and visit and the loan up job came open coach mizell jim mizell was there for 35 years and so uh applied for the job and had the opportunity to come to loan oak and um and then, you know, the schools consolidated with Lonel Keith and Reedland and uh, applied for the job at McCracken. And, uh, you know, just been blessed throughout my coaching career to uh, have been in some really good places and had the opportunity to work with some really good people. Yeah, that's a, that's a great coaching history and background. And, and as far as your playing career, did you, play in, did you play in college? I did play in college. I played at the University of North Alabama, and then I transferred to uh, Union University in Jackson, Tennessee, uh, were there, I, you know, I met my wife and, uh, you know, and had the opportunity to, uh, um, you know, play with some really good guys. My roommate there, uh, his brother was the head coach at Mumford and that's kind of how I got my, uh, in there to, uh, to get started. I see. And so as far now, were you, uh, when you first got the job in McCracken, what would you say was some of the first things that you tried to do with that program when you first took it over? You know, when when you're when you're taking over a program that's consolidated by three different high schools, you got three different uh, mentality cultures, and just tried to bring it all together. And uh, from a standpoint of you know leadership, just trying to uh, get everybody to buy into what we were what 
the plans were and what we were going to do and had some really good assistant coaches and it just uh, man it took off really quickly um you know sometimes a consolidated school like that and that capacity it takes a little bit of time to to get it going and um everybody bought in and uh it's just it's just been a great experience that's that's awesome man so as far as uh the culture of McCracken County. What, how would you, how would you describe a, a Mustang ball player? We we really try to you know encourage our kids to be self aware and know where we're at and um, encourage our kids to to have goals and set goals, but to have more of a, a plan to, to achieve those goals. Our our team mentality is we just want to outwork everybody. We want to take more ground balls. We want to take more swings. We want to bunt more balls. We want to get log more time. Yeah in on the field and um you know that's we just we just want to work so as far as your practice planning do y'all make sure like every you know i know chip kelly says he likes to have people come to his football practices and he says if you can find me 30 seconds i want it to make it some more efficient so as far as your practice planning how do you attack that well i mean i, I feel like our pla- practice plans are very efficient um we try to hit all aspects of the game um, you know, the first thing we're going to do at practice every day is we're going to do our pitching. And the reason behind that is, especially now with cold weather, we get everybody out there, get them kind of going, get them a little hot, uh, get arms loose. And then that way we can move right into our uh, pitching workouts for the day. And then we'll do some type of team defense, whether it be first and thirds, bunt defenses, cuts and relays, rundowns. Um, and then we go into individual defense where um, all of our coaches are out there with uh, with their positions and uh, and working individually uh, with our guys. And then we go into Team BP, uh, which there, man, I mean, you're running situational hitting, bunting, uh, base running, and then live defense. Okay. And I, didn't you, you guys have some kind of competition in batting practice we kind of talked about before? Yeah, we, we try to we try to make everything we can, man, as competitive as we can. Um, you know, early on the season we'll hit uh three groups, six groups, so that's eighteen kids. Uh we have a point system uh for different uh situations throughout the BP round. The kids usually get six rounds, thirty cuts, and then we keep points. And uh the uh the top fourteen guys are gonna they're gonna be in the BP round the next day. Whereas the bottom four, they're going to go back and uh, they're still going to do their their fundamental hitting, but they won't be allowed to hit on the field. And then we'll bring four new kids in to give them a shot to get in the hitting game. It makes it competitive, makes it fun, and um, you know increases intensity throughout the BP round. Yeah, I love that man. That that really makes the players want to focus on their intent with each swing and make sure they're taking some wasted reps off and hit on the field. I know my players, that's key, man. They they love batting practice on the field, that's for sure. Absolutely. So as far as uh, a, a younger coach, Miller, back on, if you reflect back when you first started coaching to where you are now, what are some of the lessons you've learned along the way? Man, I've learned so many lessons. Um, probably the best thing that ever happened to me in my coaching career is when I had kids. Um, yeah. it, it taught me patience. Uh, to say the least, the early Coach Miller had no patience whatsoever. Um, so, you know, that part of the game. But, man, I, I can't say enough how many great guys I've been around in my coaching career. Um, and, if you know, if I had any advice for a young coach, this would be my 17th year as a head coach. But 
man. man, seek out those guys that, you know, that, that have a lot of success and do it right. And, um, because I cannot even begin to thank those guys for their impact that they had on me as a, uh, as an early coach. When I got to the Memphis area, Memphis is a really, really good area for high school baseball. And, yeah. um, you know, I kept, you know, asking around who the, who the guy was and I kept hearing the same guy over and over and over. And, um, that, that guy's name is Phil Clark. And, um, uh, you know, he allowed me, I, I reached out to him and, um, man, he let me come to practices and, uh, watch what he was doing. And man, he was just way ahead of the curve. And it's kind of a funny story that, um, I probably hold a very unique, um, title. And that is that, um, coach Clark set the, uh, record for wins in the state of Tennessee, high school coach coaching wins in the, in the state of Tennessee against me. And, <laughs> um, Bill Miller set the Kentucky oh, record for high school wins against, against my, uh, I, I was, it was when we were at Lone Oak. So that's kind of a un, unique, uh, title I guess I can have that I gave up the, uh, the uh, most wins game against uh, two guys in two different states. So, that's, hey, that oh, that's that is a fun fact I never would have guessed. <laughs> most people wouldn't have either. Um, so let me build upon that a little bit, kind of go off script. And I know before, kind of talking the conversations we had, you mentioned that baseball in Kentucky was different from what it was like in Tennessee. So, based on the Bill Millers and the other coach you reference, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, but what's the uh, biggest difference you see in the style of play? Uh, between the two coaches well I'm, I'm going to be honest with you those two guys are very very much alike uh, in a lot of different avenues um, you know coach Clark uh, gave a lot to the coaches association in Tennessee um, and Bill Miller has given a lot or gave a lot to the, the coaches association here in Kentucky both very unique hard-nosed guys uh, very very similar and the way they conducted their business. Um, as far as the overall baseball, I mean, you're going to have, you know, in your, in your general areas, and it's, it's about population. Um, you're going to have your different things in different areas. And, you know, Memphis is a, a really, really big, broad area. And, uh, you know, and you got that here. I mean, when you go to Louisville, Lexington, those places, and West Kentucky is getting a lot better too. Um to, to, to improve that competitive nature and that competitive edge with baseball. I see. Yeah. So coach Miller, I know who's known to lay down a bunt. It was pretty great here in the, I don't know if you heard the, the prior podcast with coach, with coach Mack, you know, Whitaker at Harrison County. And he was saying that he would have his third baseman play, you know, way in, take away the bunt and throw a lot of off speed pitches to him. That's how he attacked uh, trying to beat PRP. So that was, that was a great little nugget right there from a highly experienced coach like coach Whitaker. So, Absolutely. You know, the, the unique thing, too, with uh, Coach Miller is that, you know, he played at the University of Alabama, and I'm a, I'm a really huge Alabama fan. Yeah. And he and he would really entertain me with Bear Bryant stories and uh, <laughs> talk to me about those things. And, and, man, I really appreciated him taking the time. And, you know, anybody will tell you that uh, national convention or state convention, if you saw Bill there, man, he, he was, he was really a guy that you could sit down and talk to about things. And I just, you know, I really loved going over and playing him. Yeah. That's, yeah, we have PRP on the schedule this year. Of course, I had a good chance to play. We, I'd never had a chance to coach again. So now 
when I was a senior when we played PRP Webster County, and I was catching that game. So whoever usually whoever pitched, I played the position in high school, and I was catching against PRP. I want to say they beat us like seven three or seven two, but there was a point. I remember the game; they laid down about five bunts in a row down third baseline, and that's the first time I've ever seen that. So uh, I know that whatever it good. took to win, man. Whatever it took. To win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that I got a firsthand experience of that field about five bunts in a row. So that was pretty. Uh, so I guess I have you know got some good experiences with Coach Miller. Anywho, all right. So moving on. So as far as um, you know, in today's society with all the you know twitter and youtube and all the mate all the coaching literature out there and videos is there any go-to you have or any resources you use to kind of stay relevant man i really like twitter i mean i like the you know the uh the different aspects of that the motivational things with twitter and and i'll still reach out to coaches i mean there's a lot of coaches out there that do a really really good job in different aspects and um, you know, I'm by no means, uh, you know, uh, in a position where I don't feel like I can reach out to those guys. And um, I think, you know, in coaching, it's it's, a, it's an ongoing thing, man. You got to adjust with the times. And, you know, you're dealing with a little bit different kid right now. You're dealing with a little bit different parent. And, um, you know, you got to constantly look for things that, that are going to, you know, improve your program and make it better. And, um, it doesn't matter how much success or little success you have. I mean, you, you got to be hungry at all times. Yeah. Yeah, those are great resources right there that have really blown up the past couple of years for sure. I know uh, my last interview, the guy was talking about how the coach was talking about how he uses Twitter for his uh, infield drills and outfield drills, and there's all kinds – just a gold mine of information out there for, for the young guys to see. Um, so as far as you – let's go ahead and peel back the calendar a little bit, Coach. Let's talk about – like in the fall, how do you guys attack the fall workouts and, and when you first get on campus and to start the season? Well, when we get to school, um, you know, in August, the guys are usually, you know, they played a lot of baseball in the summer. So, you know, we kind of use that as a recovery month. Um, the month of September is kind of big for us. We go out. Um, we try to get four days a week on the field, you know, have some open workouts. And uh, in two of those four days, you have two days of fundamental, what we call fundamental days, and two days of inter-squad days um, where okay. we'll go out and, I mean, we'll put best on best and, um, you know, and see how it goes. Uh, those are really good evaluation times for us. Um, you know, we try to really encourage our players that, you know, if you're a returning player and you want to improve your your playing time or your position on the totem pole, man, this is when you do it. Um, so we'll do that the month of September. October, we kind of take a step back, um, give arms off, and then we have uh, – in November, we have a throwing program that we start um, with a little bit of weighted balls, a little bit of the core velocity belts that Lance Wheeler promotes. And uh, those things have been pretty beneficial to us. Um, we do a overload underload hitting program program that starts. Um, we usually start that about after Thanksgiving that runs until we get back from Christmas, which has been really beneficial for us. So anything structured, you know, all those things are uh, measurable. Uh, when you start talking oh, yeah. about velocity and you start talking about exit velocity and those things and, uh, and, and, you know, the, the marks that man, everybody wants to throw 90 and everybody wants to exit velocity in 95 and you kind of 
hey, this is how you make and achieve these things according to your work ethic. And, um, you know, you mix those in with a, with a pretty good weight program that I feel like we have. And, um, you know, it just creates an opportunity for kids to set goals and, and you know, find a way to reach those goals. So as far as uh, – so as you move towards the spring, like right now, what are some of the things you've been focusing on the past few weeks? <laughs> well, probably like everybody else, man, trying to get outside. Oh, yeah, of uh, you know, trying to get some dry weather. But right now, I mean, we're just, um, you know, just still trying to move forward and still trying to, you know, be more fundamental. Um, you know, I heard uh, Coach Ford at St. X say this, and, um, you know, it's something I believe in, too, that, you know, throughout the season, if you've got 36 games and you're fortunate enough to get 36 games in and you've got, you know, out of those 36, if there's 30 regular season games, then, man, really that's 30 practice games. And, you know, that's the way we look at it. Yeah. Um, that's why we try to go out and play the schedule we play. I mean, we just want to get our kids as many opportunities as we can to challenge them and to get better. And, uh, you know, just to believe in the process and, uh, you know, go out. And, and so they're getting pushed as, as much as we can push them. And, and then just to let, you know, postseason take care of itself. And I love that practice game analogy. That I'd – I've never heard that. I didn't hear Coach Porter say he never referenced that in our interview. But did he do that during his uh, during his uh, speech at the at the conference? No, I mean we've you know we've talked about that before because okay. you know, Andy's the same guy too. I mean he's um, you know he's a guy that he'll you know he for two straight years he loaded those kids up on a bus and brought them oh, you yeah. know a three and a half bus drive to you know Paducah to play and. And that's just always been my sentiment as well. I mean, man, you go out and you play the best. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to win. And, you know, fortunately for us, I mean, we've been on the better end of that. But, you know, it, it still doesn't change the, you know, the blueprint that, man, you, you go out and you play good teams and your kids are exposed to, to good players and, and to, to well-coached games. And it just raises the level of play for everybody. Yeah, I've definitely noticed in your scheduling, Coach, and you know, I try to look at, you know, you and Coach Porta and the top programs and seeing who you are playing. Are you playing, you know, a lot of tough games or bunny games? And you both definitely – I noticed you play a lot of teams from Tennessee also. Um, and I'm sure those programs are pretty pretty strong too. Is that what you'd say? Yeah. And, you know, we dip in Tennessee a lot, um, you know, because it's, it's a little bit closer for us. Uh, we're still going to try to make our trips to Louisville and Lexington. Uh, but, you know, being right here in the, you know – uh, corner here in West Kentucky, uh, some of those some of those trips are you know a little bit closer to, to and they're a little bit more doable to do, um, you know. But we travel a lot on the weekends. We got a couple weekends where we bring some guys in, some teams in, uh, some really good talent, really well coached teams, and that you know that that also includes some uh, teams here from Kentucky. You know, Coach uh, Langston at Lafayette, man, he brings his team over every year and. Uh, and so we, we you know, we kind of get a good mixture uh, of, of different guys. North Bullets came in, Hopkinsville, uh, Davis County, you know, a lot of different schools have came in during those couple weekends to, to give us a good, you know, different flavor. Davis County, that's uh, Coach Brandon Dennis. He's uh, he and him in the same recruiting class of Brusher together. So I know, I know BD pretty well. He's a beast. BD's a great guy. He brings these guys over here, man, every year. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful that, you know, we've built that relationship. And, and we'll go over there. And and uh, we usually go over there, try to go over there every year, weather permitting, and uh, scrimmage those guys. And it just, uh, 
you know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so so as far as in the daily habits routines, do you have any of those, Coach? Are you an early guy in the morning to get up early or later? How do you uh, attack each day? Man, I'm a I'm an early guy. I wish I could, you know, sleep a little bit longer, but I'm a go to bed about nine thirty, get up at five in the morning kind of guy, and uh, I like to get the day going and uh, you know get my thought process going, you know, for whatever we need to do that day, whether we're in off season mode or you know, preseason mode or season mode, you're, you're always, you know, kind of thinking and, and, you know, in the, in today's world, you know, that, that, you know, like I touched on a little bit earlier, you know, things are a lot different and you go to coaching clinics now and I'm sure like you guys do. And, um, you know, people are talking about fundamentals and those things are there, but man, the more you pay attention to, to, you know, clinic itineraries, man, there's a lot of stuff out there on Mm -hmm. mental approach. You know, whether it be the mental approach of pitchers, mental approach of hitters, you know, team concepts. And, and man, those are some things I really try to pay attention to. Oh, yeah. I think there's I think there's a lot of different things that we can say to our kids. But, man, I think that, you know, the more you research, you might try to mean the same thing. But there's there's guys out there that put it a, a better way. Mm-hmm. And I see that a lot. You know, there's things that I try to, you know, get to my kids and express to my kids. But. You know, I may not be saying it in as a strong way or, or a more, you know, appealing way as, you know, maybe somebody else does. And the mental part is something that's really, really big with me. Yeah, we uh, – Brian Kane, I'm sure you're familiar with him then, 12 Pillars of Performance. I is am. Your, and the Heads Up Baseball, have you all – have you read those books? I've, I've read a lot of that stuff. Yeah, that's – we. I had the guys listen, so – that's the one thing that we're trying to do at Oldham County is we went over heads up baseball last year. I think we got through a couple of chapters with the kids, but definitely that's something moving forward that I'm like, man, we're kind of behind in that area. We've not really talked a lot about the middle game and, but I, I'm kind of struggling back and forth with whether I should go with, you know, Brian Kane's approach or heads up baseball. I'm, is there one you prefer over the two? Well, not, no, not really. There, there's a lot of good things out there. And I think, you know, in just my opinion that, um, you got to do what's, you know, what feels best for you and your culture. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can't be somebody, you know, what works for one's not going to work for the other because, yeah, you know, so kids, true. kids are just different, but, um, you know, I think that you can't clone kids, you know, to, to be a certain way that you just have to kind of, you know, adjust and there's, there's different personalities and different needs out there. And it's, you know, man, it's real easy to, um, you know, get a hitting video and try to, you know, think, hey, this is my plan. This is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to clone yeah. all these guys to do this. But, but it's just not feasible. I mean, the kids are just different, you know, in their abilities and their 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 different, um, you know, their different positives that they can bring. And and sometimes I think, you know, as coaches, if we try to clone everybody, um, you know, it just doesn't work out. And I think sometimes you end up doing a little bit more harm than good. So that that makes me very intrigued, Coach. You just my 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 sensor just went up about tenfold on the on that. Uh, as far as so, do you when you're teaching the middle game and things? Do you just give the players like a bunch of different resources, or do you try to get you know as far as each player try to think what you think works best? Well, I mean, I, I think you got to have your team concept and then um, your team values and your team goals, but. You know, some kids you're going to have to reach a little bit different, mm-hmm. and I think that you know that's one of the tricks in coaching that that you got to figure out how how to how to achieve that. 
and uh, because kids are different. Some kids, man, you can gnaw on them a little bit. Some kids are, you know, are a little bit more um, responsive to, you know, uh, praise. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got to know how to balance those things. And uh, it would be very, very, uh, you know, forthcoming and a lot more uh, easier on all of us if they were all the same. But I think that's kind of the thing that the Bill Millers and the Phil Clarks and the Andy Porters and, you know, your successful guys, man, yeah. they know how to get to each individual personality. And, uh, you know, and that's something I strive to do. It's something that I know early in my coaching career, I was that guy that I thought everybody had to do it the same. And, uh, and man, you know, in that philosophy, I was wrong. That there's just different kids, there's different needs, and um, there's just different ways to get out there and reach them. And I think that the more you strive man, to do that, I think the more That's mighty golden right there, be. Coach, and I, I appreciate that. Thoughtful insight on that, and that's going to definitely – Will be resonant. A lot of coaches out there that the cookie cookie cutter way is not the way to do it, and try to be more individual. And I know it's something I gotta could always strive to get better at, and try to reach my players, and and uh, definitely something that we can learn from for sure. So wrapping up, coach, what are some things you think that I know you've been in this game for a long time and been in different states? What are some things you think that our association could probably do to maybe do some things better, reach out, or or whatever? Man, that's a that's a that's a tough question. I mean, I'm just going to be perfectly honest with you. Um, being someone that you know from Alabama, and and played under this format, and as somebody that um, is coaching in other states through this format, I I would I'm a huge uh, advocate for classifications. Um, I think that it right. is something that is going to happen one day. I don't know if it happened in my coaching career. Um, but I feel like that it's something that should happen. I think that it would improve the overall quality of baseball from the standpoint that it would give maybe some of your smaller schools, um, you know, something a little bit more to look forward to. I know that we have the all-A, and, and, and not to say that, you know, that smaller schools can't compete with bigger schools, but, um, man, I, I just – I have a, a – you know, my own personal feelings is that, you know, why shouldn't every community go into a baseball season with, you know, goals and admirations and that real feel yeah, good? That, hey, man, we got a chance to compete for a state championship, and we have a, and and you know, and I'm in a high mm -hmm. school right now that we have 2,200 kids, and uh, we're in a region that we can be competitive every year. But man, if I was to decide and vote tomorrow, I would vote for classifications. Um, because I just feel that 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 part of it, it, I think you know some some communities and some schools they miss out on that because man it's an it's an unlevel playing field and you know people can say what they want yeah, to but of course uh, it is and and I and I would uh, I would if I if if I could create that and I thought that uh, uh, Coach Fetner Filtner at Lawrence County is that right. And uh, in East East Kentucky, I thought he had a really good proposal a couple years ago, Travis. And um, mm -hmm. you know, I was really disappointed that we didn't act on that. But I know that there's people in those positions. Man, they got a lot of tough decisions to make. But um, I think we got a great group of coaches. I think we, uh, you know, the convention is getting better and better every year. But but well, I'm, coach, I I'm think that's a an amazing recommendation and something that a lot of us feel strongly about. 
and especially the guys in the two, three A schools, you know, you're right. It's kind of hard to now some years you're going to be, you're going to, those magical years, you're going to have a chance to do it. And we've seen it happen before in the past, but on a year in year out basis, you know, it's, it uh, makes more sense for more kids to have a chance to compete for a championship. But Hey coach, I appreciate all your patience with the podcast, getting it out there, get this recording done. Finally, appreciate your time and I uh, hope the Mustangs have a great season, man. Wow, that was music to your earbuds right there from Coach Miller. I love the way he wrapped it up with his association recommendation for the state as far as the classification system, how they try to outwork everybody with more reps, more ground balls. So I, I know I'm going to take my, uh, my my colonels to practice today and try to get more reps, more ground balls than he did today and try to beat him, even though I have no idea how many reps they get in. But uh, that's, that's the kind of stuff we're looking for as far as these podcasts, trying to share the information, get to know these coaches a little bit so when you – cross the diamond from him or watching McCracken County Mustangs in the stand probably back in state again this year you have an idea about that guy's background and what he's all about so that being said I want y'all to like us subscribe us review we're over 1200 episodes listened to downloaded and that's amazing I love it keep it going as we continue to move towards the season and uh, last two weeks we had region 16 region one our next episode we're gonna have a familiar face also in coach Jeff Bowles at Bullet East uh, they're Region 7, I believe. No, Region 6, baseball. Uh, obviously a very strong region with them, PRP. So like I said, we're going to try to get through all the regions across the state before the season kicks off, as I believe we're, we're over halfway there uh, with all the podcasts. So that being said, thanks for listening and never stop learning. <laughs>